Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal episode 55. Uh, and a slightly different one this time. I was uh, fortunate enough earlier this week to take part in a university research project. Um, having been asked by Francesca to take part in her study. Uh, and I really enjoyed chatting and talking about um, mental health and about blogging and kind of talking really openly about mental health. And uh, once we finished talking, I actually thought um, it would be really nice to kind of share um, that conversation and share that interview uh, with you guys here on the podcast. So hopefully you enjoy that. Um, It is slightly longer than the usual episodes and the first two to three minutes the audio isn't great. Um, so I wasn't using my usual recording equipment because I wasn't recording, so I didn't feel the need to. (laughs) Um, so yeah, bear with us for the first couple of minutes. Um, it was really great to talk to Francesca. It was really great to be involved in the university research project. And I'm so pleased that, um, someone is actually taking, um, not just time to look into this, but actually has chosen it as a topic, as a project, um, as something that they really want to look into, find out more about, find out why people do what they're doing, um, and the kind of changes and effects that that has had on us and the people around us, I guess. Um, So I'm going to drop you straight into the conversation from the very beginning, and uh, I really hope you enjoy it. If you want to hear a little bit more from me, all of the podcast episodes are on the website, so mikesopenjournal.com, I'm also on Acast and iTunes as well, Um, so depending on where you've found this audio, uh, there's other sources uh, that you can go to. Um, All of the old episodes are on the website where you've just got kind of the recent ones on iTunes and Acast. I'd also like to say a big thank you to Francesca for not just involving me in her research project, but also supplying the audio for this podcast, so big thank you to her as well. Here we go. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? <laughs> Sorry. Not too bad. Um, like I finished a little bit early today, which was handy because I was at training. So oh, I yeah. had time to come home, get food, like sit out in the sun for a little while. It's quite nice. Where are you? Oh, sorry, I should maybe know that. But whereabouts are you based? Sorry. Uh, so I'm in Haven. I'm in Haven, which is near Portsmouth. So. Oh, yeah. Um, well I'm from Brighton so quite near but I'm in Edinburgh at the moment I'm studying in Edinburgh yeah Yeah. so you've had a chance to relax and get ready (laughs) I start grilling you yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's quite nice to to come and sit down and chill out a little bit yeah yeah, well, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Um, so I'm just checking my recording's working. Um, yeah, that's all good. Um, yeah, like, it's so helpful for me. Obviously, I'm reliant on my project for, like, nice people like you to <laughs> take time out of your day. So I really, really appreciate it. No, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, shall I maybe um, just start by... I, I know I gave you some information um in the participant information sheet already, but I could just summarise again for you if that's going to be helpful. Um, um, yeah? <laughs> no? Yeah, have a quick... Good. Yeah, I mean, basic, basically what I want to 
get across normally is like the idea that the interview is going to be like pretty unstructured so like as far as possible I want to be like hearing from you and like following you up on um the sort of things that you bring up rather than me I don't know okay yeah introducing lots of topics of conversation I kind of want to let you take the lead um so yeah and yeah so it's just going to be going over like mental health and blogging and the different experiences that you've had around that cool so yeah yeah okay that's my little spiel over (laughs) 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 the little scripted bit (laughs) that's that's my job done so now over to you (laughs) when i said unstructured no (laughs) but yeah um okay um so shall i jump right in i don't know if that's a bit yeah go for it go for it um (laughs) well yeah i mean first of all i normally just ask and i i know that i've asked you to do this for me but i sort of asked like like what it was that made you interested in the study or why it is that you maybe wanted to take part yeah um yeah i think for me it's um having done stuff before where i've done kind of blogging and podcasting and things like that and just realizing how important just talking about mental health is yeah uh, and how much that that generally isn't done um so when there's like i know a few people that start up different projects and things like that and it's really cool to be involved in them um and i think when you mentioned that you wanted to look into it and talk to people and i think that's yeah. something that i'd yeah. love to be part of and help support yeah. um yeah. it's i think it, for me it's it's nice just to be involved in those conversations as well mm. uh, and be able to talk openly about something that um, for a lot of the time we don't. Um, and it's yeah. something that I've been affected by. It's something that I have an interest in. Yeah. Uh, and if it was, you know, if it was like books or football, like we would talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just because it's something else, I don't really see Well, I do see. I do understand why, but mm. uh, it's stigma on its own isn't a reason to not talk about it um so when you mentioned that you were kind of looking into it and why people talk about it and what their thoughts were um it definitely sounded like something that i was interested in and kind of wanted to be part of as well so yeah yeah no that's cool um so what i don't know just as an area of interest but what sort of projects have you been involved in um, so I've seen a few people um, have been uh, kind of collecting bits of information for um, YouTube projects that they wanted to do. Uh, a couple of people were looking at setting up, well, I think one person wanted to set up their own mental health podcast and another one was lifestyle, but with elements of mental health within it. Yeah. Um, I know someone else that's looking at um, some sort of kind of educational uh, resource as well around mental health uh, and I'm talking to two people at the moment one about a uh, kind of a, a male bloggers um, uh, promotional resource that they're looking to put together to kind of raise funds for a certain yeah. um, charity around mental health okay. uh, and there's um Oh, and the other one is around kind of um, like body image and how it affects mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them, it's just a case of um, like similar to this, just being around to 
um, like talk to and kind of answer a couple yeah. of questions so they can feel a bit more informed. Yeah. Uh, others are potentially like blogging or doing pieces for them in the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the like the body image thing is potentially being involved in um, photos and things like that at a later stage as well. So they're all quite different things. Um, a lot of them really kind of like minimal input from me if I'm being honest Um, but it's quite interesting to sort of hear and be around some of those things that are going on so um, those are the things that I'm quite interested in at the moment yeah yeah that sounds really cool you're in you're doing like so many different things all at once it's one of those weird ones isn't it because like when you sit there and you list it you're like oh there's loads of stuff it's really cool yeah Um, and unless it's your like when it's your actual project there's mm-hmm. loads of to do yeah. um but when it's kind of you're supporting or involved in other people's things um there's not too much it's sort of here and there you do yeah. um a little bit of work and other than that it's not too bad um i sent off a like a short uh video and a short blog post to um uh, someone at time to change for the um, the be in your corner or in your corner campaign that they they've just launched. Um, so I don't know if that will be involved. But again, that was just like a small piece that um, it was a case of kind of sitting down for an hour or two, probably just an hour, um, and kind of going through and thinking about some of the stuff that I wanted to include or send off for that. Uh, so it's lots of like little pieces, and I think the more you get involved and talk to people, you come across. Uh, and yeah, if you did everything, you would be ridiculously busy. But <laughs> um, a lot of the time, there's kind of different areas of focus. So sometimes um, people really want to talk to people that are affected by a certain um, mental illness, or it could be that they're particularly looking for males or females, or people that are affected by like a physical disability or a learning disability, or yeah. um, lots of kind of uh, I guess like subcategories that people yeah. are looking into as well. Yeah. Which again, even if, yeah, even if you're not involved, if not involved, even if you don't feel affected by that, then it's yeah. quite interesting just to hear about. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, I also just wanted to start the interview as well by just asking a bit about like what your experience of like mental health has been, just for a bit of background, yep. if that's okay. Okay, um, so uh, I guess to jump all the way back to give you like a nice little timeline, yeah. Uh, my my parents divorced when I was about eight. Um, at the time, I don't I didn't really think that affected me in any way. Um, but I I can kind of recognise now that there's probably things around um, kind of trust and relationships and how that was um, kind of uh, how in my mind that kind of changed. I guess the idea that you know people change, relationships aren't forever, and that sort of thing. Um, but like I say, at the time, I wouldn't have put anything to that. Um, then, uh, oh, I'm going to struggle with years now. Uh, <laughs> too precise, it's okay. I know. Uh, oh, well, I was in a relationship for, for six years. Um, and then we were, then we got married. We were married for two years. Um, just towards the end of that relationship, we went to Australia for a year. Um, which was really awesome. We were looking at moving out there. Um, we decided that actually like we wanted to have a family um, and to do that, um, my wife at the time really wanted to come back and be around her mum. So we came back to the country literally as the very second I got off the plane and I was back in this country. I was like, don't really want to be here. 
um, that feeling coupled with like an, an initial um, like struggle to find work definitely led to like a, my first kind of real experience with depression. Um, like I really struggled with um, like going out and meeting people um, like just that idea that I didn't really want to be in this country. Um, like I had really low self-worth because I was struggling to find work. Uh, like the idea of going out like financially like really impacted on my mind because it's like I'm not working um, and I'm eating into the last of my savings just living um, so I was, I was quite low at that stage um, managed to find work kind of picked up a little bit um, and and then my wife decided to leave um, and then that was a, a very serious I think knock on at the time because I I've always been kind of guarded, and again, that maybe goes back to like my parents divorcing when I was younger. Like, um, you kind of guard yourself a little bit more, um, and I think just probably being a guy, like you talk about your feelings and your emotions a lot less. Um, so at that stage, um, like we had kind of a chat one evening, basically decided that that was it and we were over. And then the next day, just went into work like normal. Um, and lasted about 10 minutes until I had to run to the toilet uh, and just sat in the toilet for like 40 minutes crying. Um, eventually managed to like compose myself um, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to work. So I went out um, and spoke to my boss and just said, just can we go and have a quick word? And then tried to like be really calm and just talk to her and then kind of broke down again. And um, I went home for like the rest of that day. Uh, but then the following day, just went back into work again and kind of didn't really acknowledge the. I think I was probably really looking at the like the logistical and the physical things that were happening. Like, oh, I'm now here on my own, and what does that mean? And um, needing to think about money and things like that. I just didn't acknowledge that the impact that, that was having on me. Um, so that definitely led to like kind of an initial bit of depression. Um, but I felt like I kind of moved through that. Um, I think that idea that um, you can have an onset of something for a reason. And I think at that time, like, I kind of recognised, you know what, when I came back into the country, I was a bit down, but there was a reason for that. Like, that was because I was sad about not being back in Australia. Um, and then when my wife left, like, I was sad. And I was like, well, yeah, that's because she's left. And it's obvious that's going to happen. Um, after that, I probably had a spell of about... Um, I don't know, six, maybe, yeah, six, six to eight months, um, where I was fine, um, kind of a gradual process, but yeah, okay, um, and then after that, just, like, had a real kind of low feeling, it was, um, I think around an October time, yeah, yeah, and, um, just really dropping down, very low, like, had thoughts of kind of self-harm, thoughts of suicide, um, just real low self-worth, and uh, that was just really hard to deal with. It was like, you don't really know what's going on. Uh, I think probably a little bit of overflow of emotion as well. Like when you shut yourself away from that, um, like I had a couple of friends that I talked to quite a lot, but other than that, I generally sort of cut away from everyone else. Um, and that became really difficult. Uh, then leading up to... Um, that Christmas, like, I realised like, things were getting worse. Um, I'd um, had an evening where I'd felt really low. I um, was really thinking about self-harm. Um, 
recognised that actually I should probably go and see the GP and that this was a little bit more than I could deal with. Um, so it's prescribed um, antidepressants. Um, I didn't really want to take them, again, just because of the stigma that goes around that. Um, I had a uh, kind of like a breakdown over New Year, realised that actually, do you know what, like I, I do need them. Um started taking them and again that kind of helped pick me up a little bit so um i think that 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 initial depression really kind of fed into um what i kind of say now is like an undiagnosed or self-diagnosed um symptoms of uh, borderline personality disorder where it's really around like your relationships with people your mood can change quite a lot um your emotions can change quite quickly um that's like i say it's undiagnosed um but it fits weird to say it fits quite nicely (laughs) with the definition that you get for that uh uh, in that time like i said i've uh, taken antidepressants i've um, attended group therapy one-to-one therapy over the phone therapy um so i've engaged with a few different services um i think kind of the best thing for me really has been doing things like um blogging and talking to other people and actually that's made me a lot more aware of other mental illnesses that i'm not affected by that i didn't know about before um but also just kind of accepting and acknowledging the stuff that i struggle with uh, because it's it's a weird thing like you see it all the time i guess that um, if it's somebody else, you can be really compassionate to them and tell them all the things that they should do and the places they can go and where support is. And then when it's you, you're like, oh, I don't want to do any of that. Like, that's not. But as soon as it's someone else, you're like, oh, yeah, I can be really caring for them. I can tell them these are all the places you should go. Go and talk about it. Um, but, yeah, just when it's you, it's really hard to do. Um, so, yeah, that was a long-winded answer. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it gets kind of, I'd say... Um, Definitely for me, like over a period of um, probably around two, around two years, mm, probably two and a half to three years affected by depression. Um, and then uh, the borderline aspects, um, I think I'm affected by, uh, I don't know, because again, you can look back and judge things in a different way so whether that's affected me for years but I think particularly um again definitely in the last sort of two to three years yeah. um yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's good um and so like at which point in that story did you maybe come to start blogging and how did that come about um so I initially did uh blogging when we went over to Australia um just because it's kind of like a travel blog to like keep in contact with people and it was an easy way to kind of touch base and let people know without having to like do loads and loads of Skype calls or emails and things like that um and I really enjoyed that that was quite quite a cool way to do like some of the highlights and show pictures and things like that um and then when we came back I, I stopped I didn't do anything um I think uh, probably when I started to feel a little bit affected by depression, um, I started doing a couple of bits about like, oh, I've um, been to like this festival or I've been to this um, event over the weekend and things like that that were quite nice to talk about. I reckon I probably wrote about five to ten posts over a couple of months. Um, I don't don't know at what stage um, I was 
particularly when I was kind of decided I'll actually want to do something more around um, talking about like this on a more regular basis. Mm. Um, I think one of the things that I really tied into um, was I knew uh, like YouTube was really popular. Yeah. Uh, um, but I wasn't really comfortable with like, the, the video aspect of that. Um, and I really like the idea of doing that blogging on a non-regular basis um so putting up a like a post if i was doing like a fun run or something like that um i would do that uh but then the idea of like the podcasts i really liked because um i quite enjoy listening to those it's something that you can do while you're doing other things mm-hmm. um and i like the idea of getting to talk to different people and yeah. um, so i was interested in kind of doing that and getting to talk to people that are affected by different types of mental health illnesses. Um, and again, for me, just to be a bit more informed and kind of have the chance to, um, like this, just to talk openly about it yeah. um, and not feel like the other person's judging you or or you start to judge yourself. Like if it's someone that's known you for 10 years or however long mm-hmm. and you think, oh, I've been affected by this for the last two like, they're going to compare me to the person I was before the illness. Um, Whether they are or they're not, like, in my mind, they're doing that, Um, which means that I'm also doing that. Um, So, yeah, a lot of the friends that I have now or friends that I've made in the last um, year to 18 months, um, I've still got a few friends that are, like, school friends, so I've had them for years and years, but... A lot of those friends that I've kind of made, I guess, in the last 10 years have kind of dropped a little bit more um, because I feel like they make that comparison, even though I know they're probably not. Um, I just feel more comfortable with the people that I've met in the last couple of years because they know, like, the person that I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a lot in there. So one of the yeah, things... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think of things I want to pick up. Um... Yeah, so about um, sort of being able to bring something up without feeling that people are going to be judging you or comparing you to how you are now or how you were then. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I think, like I say, sometimes uh, it's also in my mind that you, you never know like what other people are thinking. Mm. Uh, and I know that... Uh, like we say, oh, it's difficult because there's a stigma around certain things, and there is, that that's a fact. Mm. But I think we hold that in ourselves as well to some extent. Yeah. Um, so the person that stigmatises me the most is me. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it isn't somebody else. Um, and I think that's sometimes quite, quite difficult for people to get their head around because you get stuck in that idea that, oh, everyone's thinking this about me or that or whatever. So some of them are. But not all of them are. Yeah. Um, but the person that's thinking probably most about how you feel like you are now mm-hmm. and how you feel like you were yesterday, a week ago, a year ago, is you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that can be something quite important, I think, to acknowledge as well. Mm. So does, how does blogging interact with that like self-stigma? Um, I think for me it's just like having that opportunity to um talk about what's going on um so some of the the, like the first posts to kind of tie into the question you asked earlier as well um so some of the first posts that i wrote that were about my mental health um were really a case of like i was in the middle of um like 
something like an episode or um, like someone else has described it as like a panic attack um, where you're just like so entrenched entrenched in um, like feelings and emotions that you've kind of kept inside mm-hmm. and they're just starting to like ooze out of you and um, I was just like I just need to do something um, and I think that's where sometimes you fall into that like risky behaviour or self-harm and things like that and actually I've managed to gradually get to a stage where I was like right I'm just going to write it down Yeah. Uh, so I just like scribble it down in a notepad and um, that that feeling of kind of getting some of it out um, was really good yeah. uh, just to be able to let it come out and some things are really hard to say um, like I've done notes since where I like I'll dictate it on my phone yeah but even then, even if there's no one else around, it still feels really weird to say some of it. Mm. So to just write it down mm. felt so much easier. Yeah. Uh, so that helped me in that moment. And then I think after I'd done a couple, I was like, actually, um, like it would be really cool to share this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because hopefully like somebody else could read it, that it might help. But also for me to like, it's it, that kind of putting yourself out there a little bit um like does feel really risky and maybe does fit into that like risky behavior to some extent but um it's like the acknowledgement of it and accepting it yourself um it didn't really matter if anyone read it or if everyone read it um because you had to accept that anyone could read it when you publish it yeah um and i remember like the first time i published something i I really thought about it like intensely for a few moments and then i was in between and it was probably a couple of minutes and in the end i was like if you think too much about it you won't do it so just do it um and i was the same with um the first time i kind of shared something on my personal facebook page like i'll share everything pretty much on twitter because um i have like a, a lot of people that i've met online um and so they're aware of that whereas a lot of my um i guess not older but my more historic friends um are on facebook um and so i'm not necessarily aware of like the recent stuff that's happened um so the first time i posted something on there like, I, I was that did take me a few days um because each time i kind of came to do it um i was like actually i don't i don't know that i really want to share that um but um having done it like the response you get is really cool like not everyone will acknowledge that or respond but having a few people come back and say oh actually like i've been affected by something too and um it really opens up that conversation um that you would never have had um and when i think of like the people I've engaged with and become friends with because I've blogged about mental health, yeah. um, like they've changed my life. Um, and some of them are really, really close friends. And sometimes it just takes you or that person to to be the first person to talk yeah. um, and open up that kind of conversation or that environment where you can talk about that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you were saying that, like, the very first time it came from a place of, like, in the middle of a moment and you had to yeah. get it out. 
I don't know, could you talk a bit more about that, yeah. about that moment and about getting it out? Uh, so I don't, so know, I don't know specifically about like, that, that moment, moment, but yeah. I can tell you kind of the general... Um, so, like, my experience with those, like, episodes or attacks are... Um, like, I... I um, I'll try to surround myself with sound quite a lot of the time. Um, so that could be like the TV on, um, the music, which is usually like a podcast or YouTube or something like that. Most of the time I'm paying attention to it, but sometimes it's just something coming on so that um, like my mind isn't free to start overthinking or, or doing its own thing. So in the moments where I kind of sit down and relax, um, I think it's it's then that I've had like worse experiences where um, I guess your mind starts to process in a different way. Like actually all those feelings, those emotions, those thoughts that you keep um, like contained through the rest of the day yeah. where you put on that. Like, yes, there's like a professional side that you put on for work, but there's also like a semi-professional, not maybe not professional, but like a semi-professional or like a certain characteristic that you play through the day. Yeah. Um, when you just kind of sit down and just those, like I say, they... it's like a tapping on my hand or my legs twitching. It's just that physical... Sorry, I just lost you a bit there. <laughs> Sorry, before you go on, you were saying about the professional side that you have yeah. the day okay. Sorry. Uh, so yeah like the professional side that you have for like work obviously yeah. but then also having like a I mean like a semi-professional side or like a kind of a character mm. like a, a version of you that yeah. you play through the day whether you're like I think most people are different versions. This is a really long-winded answer. <laughs> most people have like a, like a different version of yourself that you are with different groups. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like when you're talking to like um, parents or whoever, like you'll be a certain version of you. When you talk to your school friends, you'll be a certain version. When you talk to like your uni friends, you'll have a different version. Yeah. Uh, and then when you go and meet other people there'd be a different like it's still you you're, mm-hmm. you're still you but you're a slightly different version of you yeah. uh, and I think that you can keep a lot back within all of those different versions and I think that's maybe what I've done most of my life is probably kept back some of those thoughts and feelings and maybe put um, like you put other people first a lot of the time so um it might not always seem it, but I think you'll, uh, like I'd say, if I think I'm going to upset someone, I won't say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you feel like you're going to, like, um, displease someone, again, you hold, like, actually, like, oh, I don't really want to have that. I'd much rather have that. But actually, oh, I'm not that fast and you want that, so we'll just have that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It can be small things like that, but they just build up. So for me, it's a case of, I think, holding all of that in, and then you kind of sit down and relax and turn everything off. Mm. Uh, and then having those kind of thoughts and feelings or emotions just kind of start to spew out of you. Yeah. And that's when I get like a, uh, I guess it's like a physical reaction to that. Um, so it can be like my hand tapping, my foot shaking. Yeah. Uh, and then it can turn into kind of like um, shaking across my body or just like a tightness in my like stomach. So you like yeah. curl up into a ball. Um, and then I, like, I can, can 
cry, just become like very emotional, um, or that can then lead into like anger and like getting really frustrated at myself. Yeah. Um, because you're getting like that, um, and just not being able to kind of stop it. Uh, and I think for me, like that idea that you kind of get to a certain stage and you can't stop it. But sometimes you can sort of switch it a little bit. And I think yeah. that's where blogging came in, that yeah. something physical. Um, so a lot of the time, like, it's a case of I, I have, like, paper and pens and stuff near me, um, but not, like, right to hand. So physically, like, you've got to get up, move quickly, grab it, and then just start writing. Um, I'm, like, I'm dyslexic, so, like, my spelling is awful. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, but the idea that that kind of it doesn't matter in that moment it's just like scribble yeah. it down um there's no thought process like i i think i'm okay at typing but i can write a lot quicker than i type mm-hmm. uh, because there isn't that process of like oh is it spelled correctly it's just put it down like i will understand it um and just yeah just scribble it down mm. and um, that process is allowing in my mind it's allowing the stuff that's going on to kind of come out and i can describe kind of what's going on so like i'm feeling really emotional um like my arm's still shaking or struggling to like control my breathing um if there's like certain thoughts running through your head you can scribble them down and again it's that letting them out um and for me again like it's stuff that i even in that like i wouldn't be able to say it Mm. Um, for whatever reason, I can write it down. Yeah. Uh, now, for me, it can become really annoying later because then you've got to type stuff up. And if I type up something I've written down, like God, that takes me a long time. <laughs> like my copying speed is very slow. Uh, but um, generally, I think the the things that I've written like in the moment are always handwritten stuff. Um, like I've blogged about it's a bit more. Um, like prepared or maybe is a little bit less kind of mental health focused yeah. um, I will always type that up because I can kind of take the time and come back to it if I need to um, but if it's particularly about me or it's particularly about like that one moment when I'm really going through something that will always be handwritten first um, because I'm writing it in that moment uh, and because I get carried away with like spelling and grammar and punctuation when it's digital yeah. uh, so just to be able to kind of scribble down in a moment makes a real difference yeah i've had a couple of times where then that can be an issue later on where you're a bit um like i don't really mind now but um early on um like where you're leaving that notebook and like i'd like to carry it around with me so i had it if i needed it um but then you're a bit concerned like oh, i'm carrying around this notebook that's got stuff in it about how i'm going to kill myself and like that then becomes a little bit of an issue um but um it's definitely helped and i think it's um it's it's working out what works for you but um for me it's definitely helped kind of move away from some of those um episodes where um like i'm at a stage now where they will last between um like two to ten minutes um whereas like at their worst they were lasting um like three hours um so just trying to obviously therapy and things like that have helped quite a lot of that as well but working out how you can kind of react to to those kind of um incidences sounds weird but uh 
what those episodes. Yeah. And so how does that feel when it is coming out? Is that, like, when you're actually scribbling away, how is that feeling? Um, look, it's, it's, I guess it's kind of mixed, um, because you're, I'm still doing it because I'm in, uh, like, that episode or that moment where, like, there's still that frustration at, like, oh, it's, it's still happening, and you're still being affected by this, um, the frustration that, oh, like, you've got to a stage where, like, you can acknowledge it and you know that's not right and oh, if this was someone else you would tell them to do this and that yeah, yeah. but to you you just can't get out of that yeah. um, and that the, there's also like, the positive side of recognising like oh great like I'm not mm-hmm. um, I'm not self-harming like I'm not hitting myself I'm not bashing anything like you're writing which is like the good thing and yeah. um, like that's really positive um and you're all, like, as that shifts from being the episode to the episode finishing and you're still kind of writing, like, once the episode is finished, especially if it's been over a slight period of time, like, I'm exhausted at the end of it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I will, I'll, well, I'm probably already laying, but I will just lay wherever um, and, like, probably sleep. Um so there's just like that, at a certain stage, it sort of just switches to exhaustion. Yeah. Um, so it's also trying to, like, as that starts to happen, it's trying to scribble down, like, the stuff that I feel like I need to or want to include in that as well, because I kind of know that, yeah, when I type it up, I can shift it a little bit so it sounds a bit more readable. Yeah. Um, or add in, like, the grammar, if I feel like it's relevant. Um but realistically, I'm not adding anything to that. Um, so if I feel like, oh, this is what's happening and this is what I'm experiencing, I do kind of, at the end, you're wanting to try and get that down as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's just that it's that real mixture of, like I said, the positive side of you're doing something proactive, but also the negative side of you've still got... It's, you're, you're writing it because you're in that situation, which is obviously not good. Yeah, yeah. And what about, yeah, typing it up? Are you sort of meaning it already, but, like, how does that feel to, like, read it through and type it up? Um, the typing it up bit is, is fine. Like, I'm pleased that I've written it down. Uh, I get frustrated because oh, I hate copying it. Um, generally, like, I, I don't really make any changes to it. Like I said, I'll adjust the like, wording very slightly if I need to for it to be readable. Um, but I'm also aware that I've written it in a certain way. So if I want um, a, a sentence that is one word, um, because that's how I've written it at the moment, that's how I'll type it. Um, if I have kind of had a almost like a, a stop and then a, a new thought has come into my mind, I'll separate that into like a new paragraph, whether like grammatically that looks right or not, I don't care. Um, because for me, like the reason for that post is um, that episode, and the reason, not the reason, but part of the reason why I've recorded that is to talk about and show what I was going through. Yeah. But going through that, you're not thinking eloquently, mm. not that I think eloquently anyway, but you're not thinking in that way. Um, and I think it would be 
I guess it's it's kind of maybe dishonest isn't the right word, but it's not the uh, true representation of of what you were going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think as someone that reads other people's blogs, that you engage a lot more with something that looks like it's written honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if someone swears in it. I don't care if there's like grammatical errors. I don't care what it looks like. Well, I, I do in that it looks um, like a true representation of what like, I would go through. If it's really different to that, like, I might be interested, but I probably wouldn't engage in it as much. Uh, if something's written out like a nice bit of text, like I think oh, like, my mind's really frantic and it's running, and uh, would I really write like that? Um, so I think that's the only way that plays into my mind, that like, I've written it in a certain way, when I've handwritten it, um, when I'm typing it up, I'm basically um, putting it into a format that allows it to be shared. Mm. Uh, I'm not trying to correct it or change it. Yeah. Do you do um, like? Do you re- reflect on it, or is it, or do you just try and record that moment? Um, sometimes I do a little bit. Um, it kind of depends on oh, on what the post is. So I think some of the I've put up before, um, I'll maybe put like a, a paragraph at the top or at the bottom yeah. that's kind of separate to yeah. what I've written. Yeah. Um, it's like an introduction. Um, I think I've put one up before, I'm sure. I've put one up before, it's like, starts off like, this is about like an episode I had last night or something like that. I'm like, I am fine. <laughs> um, like, this is what I was thinking at the time. Um, and then maybe like a link to something else. Yeah. Um, support or something like that, and then and then just the like the text underneath yeah. it. Um, so again, it's t- I think it's trying to keep it as much of a like this is what was happening rather than like um, I guess uh, like pushing that into a, a bigger story. Mm-hmm. Uh, if for no other reason, because I think definitely initially um, those posts were really difficult to share. So the more you kind of dress it up or include it in other stuff, the more time you've got to think about not putting it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I've definitely done, I've definitely done one where I have done it on my phone um, and not been uh, writing it, and um, like I shared it, like or posted it, like as the episode was starting to finish. Yeah. Um, and it was a case of like just I know I won't share this. So, like, doing it straight away uh, and, like, pushing post or sharing whatever it was. And um, knowing it's, I don't know if it's cheating yourself because you don't have a chance to, like, think about it later. Like, mm-hmm. like it happened, and I think it's really important to share that. And in this moment, you don't, not you don't care, but you care a lot less. Uh, and that's why I've had times when uh, I was at, Again, off to the side. Um, I was at a, a friend's 30th birthday party and um, I'd started to kind of like say now. Um, and someone that I'd been speaking to like half an hour before, we'd, we'd had a little bit of a chat about some of the stuff that had been going on. And she was like, oh, I really think you should come outside. And I'd kind of been like more responsive for a few minutes. And she kind of said, Look, she sort of grabbed my hand and she's like, We're going to go outside. So I was like, oh, okay. So I really struggled to get up, but we got up and we went outside. And um, like my hand um, like started tensing. 
Um, and like, I started swinging and I was crying. And I, like, I started to like swing to my face and I sort of stopped it with the other hand. Uh, and then I started shaking and then we just had a hug and it sort of it drops. Like as soon as there's someone else there, but, and especially um, for me like a, a girl, the aggression side drops. Um, and like so we hugged and it kind of stopped in that moment. She was like, well, we don't have to talk about it. And I was like, no, talk about it now. Because I was like, it's just happened. And at the moment, I'm happy to have passed and I'll have a chance to think about whether I want to tell you or not so let's just talk about it now because it's still happening and I can still like feel it in my body so let's just talk about it now and she's like okay I think afterwards you um it's hard to describe it whereas in the moment you can sometimes feel like oh like I can feel like the blood rushing through my body I can feel like my head's dizzy or um like I can feel my breasts getting quicker and I'm getting angry or feel really emotional and like I'm gonna cry whereas afterwards you start to rationalize stuff yeah um and try to make sense of it or you will downplay it Uh, and you think oh actually like oh do you know what like we were inside and it was quite warm and I probably just got to the stage where I was like a bit like just needed some fresh air or whatever and I was like a bit frustrated so um like yeah it was good to go outside and yeah like yeah, I was probably a bit upset, so I might have had a little quiet, but that's fine. But that's a complete difference of actually what happened. But if you downplay it to yourself, then when you tell somebody else, you're going to downplay it again to them. Um, it's like the complete opposite to what, especially boys, will do for anything else, where you like pick yourself up. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, no, it wasn't that much of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was the so like in both cases it's the share like there's something important about like I don't know what you, you meant like it's important to post what what makes it important to post it rather than to just write it down. Um, I think for a couple of things so like writing it down is is really good. Um, I think sharing it sometimes sort of builds on that. So for myself it's like um, acknowledging that. Um, acknowledging that you're suffering from an illness, acknowledging that you are affected by symptoms, um, that you do have, like, a struggle. Yeah. Um, so it's more acknowledgement for yourself. I think it's also really important for um, other people. So, um, like, if I read something and I'm like, oh, actually, it's really cool that that person's spoken about that because, like, I feel that, but I'm not brave enough to talk about it. So it's quite nice to um, do it in that regard, to think, oh, like, someone else could read it and, like, really take something from it. It might help them feel a bit more at ease with what they're going through or it might help them to kind of talk about whatever they're going through or go and seek a bit more support. Um, and then I also think it's been really useful for me to, like we were saying earlier, to actually open up that conversation to friends where, yeah. uh, like I've had, I've had one male friend that, um, like we hadn't spoken for just over a year and, um, he just sent me like a catch up, like how are you doing email? Let's meet up at some stage and whatever. Um, and because I've not spoken to him for so long, I was just like, Oh, I'm really struggling. This is the stuff that's going on. Um, and we met up and went out for, um, like, a man date and um, just, like, sat down, had dinner, 
and um, he was like, okay, so just tell me like what's going on. So I told him, and he was like, actually, like I'm really struggling as well. He said, like I've been struggling with depression, um, like I'm struggling with my relationship, um, and his partner had had um, like an issue with her parents as well, where one of them had been affected by a mental health illness. Um, I had a couple of friends through Facebook. Um, and I posted something there that said, actually, like, I've been affected by something for the last couple of years and I generally don't talk about it. I didn't realise, like, you were affected as well. Um, and it just opens up that um, that conversation. Like, yeah, great to kind of meet and make new friends, but the friends that you've got, there's so much going on that you don't know about because you just don't talk about it as a normal subject. Um, and I think... I don't know, again, it's kind of double-sided in that, like, that's great, like, oh, wow, you get to talk about that, but then I also think, oh, it's like, that's really sad, because if I'd never have had this illness, would I never have known that they were going through that, or that they had that struggle, Um, and some of them are people that I'd consider really close friends, Mm. and to think, like, we, we would have never talked about that, potentially, I would have never have known that about you, um, that's kind of sad, I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess you just choose to look on the positive side of now you're able to talk about it, but um, I guess that's part of acknowledging why um, we should talk about it more because there are those people that will be struggling or going through certain situations that don't feel that they've got someone that they can talk to yeah. or open up about because it's not a, a subject that we talk about. And I know... Um, through like things that I've been involved with, I know that we have at the moment in the, I think in America it's one in five, but in the UK it's one in four people are affected by um, like a mental health illness. So yeah. I mean, realistically, I'm not saying you're friends with them, but you'll know at least four people. Uh, so one of those people, or if you only know three people, you could be one of them. Um, like the the reality is that like yeah, if you're not that person you're going to know someone. Um, so it's not one of those things where you're like, oh, it's one in 10, like it's one in 10 or one in 20 or one person in this class of 30. Like one in four is like, it affects us all. Like if it's not you, it's going to be someone you know. Um, and like, yeah, sometimes it's really big in that you need to like seek counselling or um, like, uh, like whether that's therapy, medication, or whatever, sometimes like you just need to sit down and have a chat, and that will make a real difference. Um, and I know we're a long way from whatever the question was originally now, <laughs> is that um, uh, being a guy as well, I think it's like 18 to 35, or I've heard someone say 18 to 50 as well, like suicide is the biggest killer, and um, that, like, that is something that is... The, the biggest killer of, of guys in the age range, and actually that's not, um, it isn't like cancer or a disease or, or an illness in that regard, but it's something that is actually 100% preventable. Um, and a lot of the time it's just through talking, um, and I think that's something that kind of gets missed a lot of the time that, um, yes, sometimes there's a big change or impact that's needed, but a lot of the time it's just opening up and having open communication with people um, that's needed as well. Yeah. 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 And do you have much, like, 
um, connection with like online community. I know you spoke about having met people on Twitter. Yeah, um, so Twitter's been um, like the place where I've um, vented and chatted the most. Mm. Um, so one of the first people I spoke to, I think we started talking um, because I'd I put something about being worried about medication, not being sure about whether to take it. Mm. Um, and she was actually, or she still is, um, affected by MS and a few other illnesses as well, mm. um, not by mental health. Uh, and we talked, after that initial conversation, we talked every day for um, over nine months. Um, and we still talk now, but it's more like sort of every two or three days. Um, but uh, just kind of having that person that you could talk to where you build up a friendship um, and an open conversation about pretty much anything yeah. uh, was really good. Um, but after that, I've had, um, I take part at the moment in three weekly mental health focused uh, Twitter chats um, and they're really cool in that like you get a chance to talk about different topics each week so sometimes it might be something that you're affected by um, other times it's something that you not only not affected by but you've never heard of before um, and so that's really cool to have kind of that open environment where you can ask some of those like perceived stupid questions and uh, actually find out a little bit more about certain things and like I've got a couple of friends that are affected by OCD um, and they are affected in very different ways by that illness like both quite severe but very different sort of sides of, of um, OCD so that's quite interesting to me as someone that's not really affected by that to kind of be able to talk about um, and it's definitely a great way for I think people to kind of share their story um, but also kind of just have that openness that we generally don't have like yes there's the side chats of different casual things but you're all there to talk about mental health so there's like a oh like a really awkward bit when the first person has to say so like um like uh so uh <laughs> What have you been affected by? Like, it's just like, you just start talking, um, and people generally say, like, oh, I've been affected by this. Like, this is what I find really helpful. This is what really hasn't helped, or I've struggled with this. Um, get some people that are, like, lambast, the NHS, and other people that say, we've had brilliant experiences. Um, and I think it's that openness that allows you to kind of talk through, and everyone will have their own experience, even if it's with the same illness or the same um, sort of support. Um, I've spoken to people about things like uh, what was the good one that we had um, like therapy I've spoken to people recently about like the group therapy some people have had like horrible experiences some people have waited years to go to any um, some people have had positive experiences and it's just yeah. like so mixed yeah. uh, and that's been really cool to kind of be part of mm. uh, that has led to um, a couple of uh, like other things so I've attended like some general blogger meetups um, that are not necessarily mental health focused which has been quite cool as well but then it has meant that I really appreciate the mental health focused stuff mm -hmm. because um, when I've gone along to like some general blogger meetups there is so much um, like focus on 
like lifestyle is such a vague thing, but like perceived lifestyle, um, like things like beauty, fashion, uh, like travel, um, take up so much of like the blogging community. There's a real focus on that that popular area um, that I really appreciated. Like, oh, when I go along to, um, I've been to two mental health blogger meetups. Um, like, I really appreciated that we could go. We all kind of knew a little bit about each other's stories. You know, you know, although you've never met them, you know a few of the people because you've chatted to them online. And yeah. um, there isn't like that awkward thing of like, oh, what do you write about? And like, oh, I write about like pretty dresses and sales. And I'm like, what do you write about? Oh, I write about like depression and people hurt themselves. <laughs> um, and I think it's something that I kind of appreciated more by being involved in a couple of different communities. Sometimes it's great because you don't want to focus on one thing all the time. Um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed um, the two meetups that I've been involved in. Um, so the first one I went to was um, uh, held up in Manchester. Um, so I travelled up from Haven to Manchester, which took quite a number of hours. Um, and that was really cool to go along and meet people. Um, and uh, one of the guys that was there, like I've spoken to loads, and just to meet him mm. was really cool. Um, as like another guy that I've spoken to quite a lot online that has spoken about mental health, just was great to meet him. Um, and then the second event was one that I co-hosted with somebody else, um, and had people meet down in Southampton. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was really cool as well because um, because. Like naturally, by being one of the two hosts, you know everyone that's there, yeah. um, and so that was really cool as well. Um, just to have again a mixture of people that had um, that are local, that are slightly less local. So we had a few people from um, like London, we had someone from Essex, someone from Cardiff, um, have like travelled down to Southampton. So that was really cool as well. They come along and. Mm-hmm. Everyone to sort of meet up and chat and yeah. so like yes, there's that casual stuff, but you've also got like yeah. we can sit there, we can talk about people's illnesses, how they're affected, yeah. and that's really nice. Yeah, and it feels different, does it, to have a, like a meet up in person compared to like I don't know the way you interact online. Yeah, um, so like online is awesome, um, but I think like in person is always going to be better. Like you. Yeah. Um, you can get more from that, especially like a lot of my stuff online is through um, is through like Twitter or blogging. So it's very much yeah. like text. Um, yeah. It's not even always video. Um, so actually, like being somewhere where you can see someone, you can talk to them, you can hug them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes a real difference. Um, sometimes, well, not very often, but sometimes stuff gets lost in yeah. a text conversation. Yeah. Um, and actually being able to sit there, you can read body language a bit more. And I think especially where um, you're dealing with quite sensitive um, topics, um, like it's quite nice to meet people, mm-hmm. um, especially where you've um, like you've talked through so much with these people and you invest a lot in that relationship. Um, to actually get to meet them is just quite... I, I, it's so hard to explain, like... It's really amazing. Um, there's that, uh, like, I work um, within the education 
with young people and we have to talk quite a lot about the dangers of meeting people that you talk to online um and then they laugh because they know like i'll go <laughs> like i spent quite a lot about going up to manchester to meet a load of people that i've met online that i've never actually met you <laughs> know doing like the least safe thing perceived and i'm like it's it uh, it's hard to explain um <laughs> But, um, like, actually being able to go and meet people and, uh, like, talk to a group of people about something that is perceived as stigmatised, something we don't talk about. To go to, um, we met in, like, a pub. Like, we did have, like, a kind of a segregated, quiet area that we were in. But to just go to a pub, meet with, like, um, 15 or 16 people, sit there and just chat about, like, crap, but also mental health. Um, and... Essentially, as a group, we were sat there normal, normalising it, um, and that was really cool to be part of that and have people that are comfortable to talk about their illnesses, to help um, some of us understand that aren't affected by that, um, and just to have that kind of that open conversation was really nice. Yeah. Um, and just to meet people that you've become like really close with as well um, was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned the stigma, but I just wondered, like, is that something that you think about maybe before posting something, or is it like, how do you like about having uh, the blog and having I don't, the stigma? Oh uh, yeah, I don't, I don't as much now, mm. um, just because I'm like, well, I've already posted stuff before, mm. um, so it's a little bit less there. Um, I, I um, when I started getting into like social media stuff, yeah. Um, mm years ago like there didn't really seem to be loads of privacy settings or anything like that so um pretty much all of the stuff that i do online as me um i do online as say two of the three names that i have (laughs) (laughs) um and then so uh i will use like my traditional first and last name for like work related stuff where people would search for you with that name um and that (laughs) That I did a lot because I was working with young people and there's so much that you're meant to kind of keep private and away from that. And while that was a bit weird to do at the time, I've got a lot of friends that work in like um, either education as teachers or services where it's now commonplace to use um, parts of your name that aren't your full name, if that makes sense, um, or a different version of your name. Um, and yeah, a lot of people struggled to get that at first. Um, but for me, that's that difference between, like, your, again, it's those different versions of you, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah. still me, um, but it's just not the me that necessarily will be searched for by, like, a potential employer. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the people that I currently work with or around. Um, that being said, like, some people, um, like, I do connect with, and so are aware of that. Um, but I am, um, like, a combination of careful and quite, um, reserved about who I would share like that connection with um, yeah. people that I've been friends with for a long time are, are there because they're there um, but definitely like when um, so like when I meet someone now if it's through work it's that kind of decision like uh, if we're like work colleagues or um, it's like a professional connection then I would kind of give you the information for like those accounts mm. um, and then if we're like friends or like I've networked with you because of like mental health or something like that then I would probably connect with you through like the personal accounts where I'll talk about anything yeah. um, 
so it, it is a little bit different in that um, like I know people that do worry a lot more about the the stigma that comes with talking about mental health online because um, they do it under their full name. Yeah. Um, and if a potential employer or yeah. someone that was yeah. looking them up found that, they were a lot more concerned about that. Um, and I think I probably fit in that category of because I do do it separately, although originally that's not why the accounts are separate. Like that has been a benefit now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is something that you definitely kind of you think about, and I do. It's a shame in a way because actually people that um, blog online, like I guess whatever the subject, um, are actually displaying like really strong like written and communication skills like time management if you're doing it on a regular basis there's really strong like employability skills there Uh, and you're essentially like working as a volunteer all the time Um, and yet because of the topic we're like oh I'm not going to tell you about that you think um, I know it's different in different jobs but some people are really like like what do you do for your hobbies tell me about you and they really want to know about you as a person. And if you as a person are holding back quite a lot of the stuff that you do, um, like that might come across in terms of you holding back. But also, like all of your positives, you're holding back as well. Like you're not going to tell them about like your interests and your passions and like the, the work that you've done, the stuff that you've volunteered as, the facts that you've like. So for me, like, the like, organising different events and meetups and things like that would be a really cool thing to talk about. But would I mention it? Like, I really don't know if I would. Yeah. Um, and it's it's that acknowledgement that you're holding back a lot of positives mm. because yeah. there's a perceived negative there that there really shouldn't be. Yeah. So in that sense, I don't know, would you say that your blogging self is a version of yourself? Like, I know you're talking about versions, but does blogging yeah. feel like a version or not? Um, I think... For me, I would say like the um, like the the blogging version of me is pretty much me. Uh, like I I do write mainly about mental health, but there's other stuff that like I write about if I've used something that I think's really cool. Like I've just got um, these like Wi-Fi light bulbs that I love. So I've those like um, I've written about like struggles with relationships. Yeah. Um, I've written about like sexual health and things like that. That are like very personal things um so i would say that that is me um but the like the professional side is a a much more reserved version um i think in my head like more and more um the the blogging side is like a true representation of me and i think that well i think um that shows through the people that i've met online that um have read um, the sort of stuff that I've put up, like when we meet up, there's no real like getting to know you or no holding back. Like you're straight into chatting and being friends. And I think you probably couldn't do that if you were um, like kind of holding back or um, like portraying a certain type of person. Um, like I, while I struggle with mental health like every day, like I'm still. I would still be described as or consider myself like high functioning. Mm. So like I wouldn't give across the impression of someone that will like lay in bed 
and struggled to get out of bed all day and not work. Like, yeah, I'll really struggle with getting out of bed. Um, but like, I will do it. I'll go to work. Um, and I know that's not the version or the way that everyone will interact with that illness. Um, and so I think it's kind of, it's that honest side of like, Oh yeah, you're not going to be surprised if you like see me out because I will go out. And so it's, I, I'd say it's, Yes, it probably is a version to some extent, but I think it's probably the truest version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know, like, reflecting on how things have maybe changed for you since you've started blogging, like, what sort of impact do you think it's had? Um, I think, again, like, the uh, acceptance, like, the self-acceptance mm-hmm. of it, um, of being able to, um, like, talk more openly about it, like, yeah, not with everyone and not all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to do that at certain times, I think, is really good. Um, I think just acknowledging that those are um, struggles that have actually got better, better over a period of time. Like I say, recognising that like if I have an episode, it doesn't last anywhere as long. Yeah. Um, recognising now that actually when I write, like I write a lot less about like mental health or about episodes mm. because there's other more positive stuff going on mm. and also because a lot of the time I write it's because probably something negative's happened mm. uh, and so like the fact that that happens a little bit less often you notice a bit more because you're writing about other things which is really cool um, and I think also for me like being able to um, talk with different people and understand it a little bit more yeah. uh, makes a real difference like I still don't don't know exactly what happens to me I don't know why mm. uh, but having like an acceptance that that's okay you can not know yeah. um, and like, sometimes that's really difficult because some people really want an answer uh, and I've got a friend who's like so why does that happen or how has that happened mm-hmm. um, and that can be really difficult because those are questions that I struggle with Yeah. Uh, and so there is no answer to or I don't feel like there's an answer to um, I think as well like knowing that you have kind of like a coping strategy um, that you've picked up yourself mm-hmm. um, like there's stuff that you pick up through counselling which has been kind of handy um, but I think for me, like recognising actually, like I recognise that that helps, um, and I try to do it more, and it has helped. Yeah. Um, it's also led, excuse me, through blogging. It's led to being able to like be part of those other groups and knowing those other people, um, and recognising the benefit and the real like how, not necessarily like improvement to your life, but kind of similar to that, I guess. Like. That the real benefit that blogging has been, um, that it's not just helped you kind of improve um, in your own, I guess, like mental health, um, but it's also kind of given you opportunity to be involved in other things, to meet other people, um, and I think to some extent see like a positive side um, to that illness that you can. Um, also like, help other people as well um, I, I think without blogging I would definitely have felt a lot more shut off a lot more like disconnected from people um, like things like my episodes would have been a lot worse um, 
I wouldn't have had that outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely wasn't. I definitely would have felt a lot more stigmatised as well, um, because I feel like I've got support through writing, um, and like a certain level of acceptance as well, not just from like myself, but also from other people. Um, which I feel is because of blogging. Um, like I really struggle with talking to, like, like I said, like friends that I've known for a long time and to family as well, just because I don't really have that relationship. Well, if I didn't have blogging, then those are the people that I'd be around most of the time. Mm. So again, like you shut off a lot more of yourself. Yeah. Um, which I think would have just made everything a lot worse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So sort of tying on with that, like you spoke about how blogging is probably the truest version of, I don't know, just has it changed yeah. the way you feel about or changed the way that you are in any way? Like, how you act or how you think uh, I think it's probably um, it's made me more maybe more more confident in talking about things because mm. I've been able to um, do that gradually so it's been a case of um, writing about the things that I'm prepared to write about or the things that are going on um, and gradually come to terms with that and it's also essentially a one-way communication it's me talking Mm. um else is asking questions or uh like chiming in halfway through something um you're writing like especially for the mental health related stuff you're writing kind of um uninterrupted um in that moment um or if you are being reflective later and think about what happened again it's just you sitting there writing that out uh so I think that 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 definitely makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I've drifted. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> about the way that you feel about yourself. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, more confident. And more... Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it's made a difference with like confidence and recognition of mm. of what's going on. Um, and I think again, it's that kind of idea of accepting it yourself um again like that stigma that you hold in yourself of yourself like yes it does make a difference that you have that acceptance and that connection with other people um but i think you've also got to recognize that mental illness is something that is happening inside of you like it's an internal illness um and it's something that is affected by a lot of different things rather than maybe like a physical illness um, that could be seen or that has like a certain treatment method. Um, mental illness is something that you know, we all react differently to. Um, different treatments will work for some people and not for others. Um, and things, obviously for me, like vlogging has really helped, writing really helps. For other people, it won't help. For other people, it might even make yeah. their situation worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it, it is trying to work out um, what works for you and um, one of the things I, I remember um, from one of the therapy sessions I went to was um, they had I love the visual stuff um, so they had uh, like a glass jar and they put in like all these black marbles and they're like these are all the negative things um, so things like self-harm low self-worth anything that you're worried about um, and they said like whatever you do you can't really take any of that stuff away like you can make it less but it's still going to be there um 
and uh, they sort of shake it around and look, it's still there. Um, but then they add in like the clear marbles, and they're like, so instead of focusing on trying to get rid of those black ones, like adding these clear ones, and the clear ones like the positive things and the good things, and um, then when you shake it around, you can see like, yes, the dark and the negative stuff is still there, but actually it's mixed in with a lot of positive and light stuff, and um, but you, while you could struggle to take away the black, actually adding in a, a white or clear marble is a lot easier. So yeah. if you want to like write about something, if you want to go for a walk, if you want to watch something or do something, like, you can go and do those things. And yeah, it can be really hard, but that's going to be a lot easier than trying to get rid of that black thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that was a really cool like visual um, because it was also about sort of acknowledging like actually, yeah, like, you can be affected by this and um, it's recognising that you're, you are affected by that and that's fine. Um, and it, especially for me, things like the episodes of not getting caught up in the, that rush of emotion and like the annoyance that is happening and just going, well, okay, um, like this is happening. I'm going to let it happen. That's fine. Um, and that definitely has helped for me because it, it passes much quicker because part of that episode was the frustration that is happening, that you're being like that. And you can just kind of accept it's happening and that's fine. And you just let it happen. It passes so much quicker. Um, and I think things like, um, writing and blogging about that are that, like that beneficial thing, because for me, it, it obviously helps in that moment, but it's also, um, like now I can appreciate that as, talent sounds a bit rich but um like something that like i enjoy and that um i'm good at to some extent mm. uh, i'm kind of bringing that positive into it yeah uh, so rather than seeing it as a negative of oh i blog about mental health because i struggle with mental health it's like oh look i have a blog mm. um that's really cool um and i get to talk about something that i'm interested in um and i get to like help people um i get to like talk openly with them about something that like neither of us would usually get to talk about that actually isn't that really cool um so it's trying to kind of pull the the benefit from that as well and i think that definitely helps with like how i feel about myself and how i feel about like blogging as well yeah yeah cool <laughs> um, yeah i mean yeah i think i've sort of heard all my questions i don't know um but yeah, I don't know. I just I am aware that it's like eight fifteen, which in your email. It's uh, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, okay, good. I just thought I should bring that up in case you had to run off somewhere. No, it's okay. No. Um. Okay. Um. So yeah, so it's about having something that you can feel proud of and using your mental health experience to like make something positive is kind of. What I've gleaned from that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's definitely that. It's like that bene- beneficial side, and I think, yeah, uh, like I said, with like the, the the job aspect of kind of holding that back, um, like, well, I'm, I'm not quite to that level. Um, I do think it's it's being able to see the positive of, of like what we're doing, and um, there's that internal thing of like, oh, actually, this is really cool. Like, I'm um, writing more. And, like when I was like a young teenager like I always like the idea of like writing a book Um, that's a bit ambitious still but I'm like oh but I get to write like quite regularly and I get to write about different things and um, like the benefit of that and like I kind of don't care 
like if anyone read it's quite nice that some people read it it's quite nice that you get some comments back but it's nice just to write um and to kind of put that out there and like different people react to um, like different types of stories that you put out and i had um like one of my posts um so embarrassing one of my posts i put out about like relationships and some of the stuff i struggled with um and I put some really personal stuff in one of the posts, um, particularly around like masturbation. And like when I went to like a one of the blogger meetups um, that was around mental health, like one of the girls read out that post, and it was just so funny. But because it was in that environment, um, like yeah, it was a bit embarrassing uh, and quite cringy, but it was still okay. Um, and I think again, it's like. I get to be around these really cool people that actually can read something that is really embarrassing. And I don't care because, like, I'm around these cool people and I would never have got to meet them if it wasn't for blogging. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's that side of really interacting with people as well that, that is pretty cool. And knowing that, um, like, a couple of them, I got to talk about, like, depression and, like, borderline personality disorder and, um, like, the different ways that we're kind of affected and having some things that we're really... Look, we're both affected in ex- almost exactly the same way, and in other things we're like completely different in. Um, was really cool, and again, like those kind of, um, I guess, really open relationships are 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 things that I don't have with some people I've known for years and years. Yeah. Uh, and seeing the benefit in that because the start of our relationship while being online is based around like complete openness and honesty um whereas a lot of the time you kind of meet someone like at a bar or through like a sports function or through like education or work um you can be open but there's like a reserve like element to that of oh i'm not going to tell you about i smoke this or i drink this or i've done that um and there'll be elements of yourself that you kind of hold back from when we're like there I am sat with a load of people that, yes, I know from online, but I've never met before. And we're talking about, like, a masturbation experience. And then someone else is telling me about their self-harm experience. And, like, where this is, like, normal for us. And I'm just like, this is so cool. Um, and it's that real positive, like, beneficial side that I don't think that's that's so far from your mind when you start doing it. Yeah. Uh, like, I would say I still primarily write for myself. Like, I write stuff that I'm interested in, that I would like to read, or that I just want to write. Um, like, some stuff is really well-received, and other stuff people couldn't give two shits about. Um, but that's fine, because the person that I'm writing for first really is me. Like, yes, it's really cool that I get to help other people and um, everything that comes with that. But that's, like, it's really close. But that's the second. Yeah. It's like the, the first person that I'm writing for is me, and I think um, that gives you a lot of leeway. I know, like, not everyone will be like that, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, about, as well, like you said, about finding people who have the same experience but also different ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it sounds really good. And it is, I don't know, just like the way you're describing your conversations that you have in those settings, is that, and like the differences between that and real life, like, 
would that be like a change you'd like to see like to have real life conversations be more like that or do you think that that is quite separate i don't know it's really difficult because you get into that um that idea that you are like different versions of yourself i don't really have i don't have any great desire to have conversations exactly like that like when i'm at work Mm. um but i guess it would be nice to have more conversations like that um when i'm around friends in like a casual setting Mm. Um, and uh, like a lot of the friends i've made in my adult life are are generally females um like when my parents split up like i lived with my mum and my sister and so i'm probably more comfortable around them um like also i think i am well reserved like i am quite an emotional person um and so stereotypically um i probably believe that you're more comfortable or more willing to talk about those experiences or express those experiences um with females than males um a lot of my friends i have from like being a child are guys um and so those friends that i've had for a, a longer period of time i'm much less comfortable talking about those things with yeah um, i'm gradually getting to a stage where i will now um but in all honesty that's because i'm writing blog about mental health and i've got used to it yeah. um, if that hadn't happened i still wouldn't talk to them about yeah. like being low or yeah. like depression or anything like that mm. um, and i think that that can be a real difference and i think that has been really nice that i've had like I say, a couple of guy friends that we've gone out for and just had dinner, the two of us, and you can sit there and talk about um, what each of you has experienced or what you think um, and talk in a very open way. And, yeah, like the conversation can jump from, um, again, like depression and relationships to like football, the weather, what's going on at work. Um, and it's You're open to doing that. It's not like, oh, my God, right, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about how low we feel it's just like you sit down and have a chat and like those things are going to come into topic like they would um anything else um which is really nice um and it's gradually kind of being able to do that with more people um like i'm still a lot more comfortable there's just two of us sat there so it's just me talking to you or you talking to me um talking more openly if there's a group of us we're still a lot more um reluctant to talk about it in that way mm. um, i guess for like a number of reasons like you feel a bit more on the spot i think if there's like more than two of you um there's that idea as well like it can be harder to read more than one person at a time if you're trying to read someone's reaction yeah. um and I don't know, I just think maybe it's just that general, like, group scenario as well, like, oh, there's one of me but two of you. I don't know. Um, it's, yeah, it's definitely harder. Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly where that is, but even the people, are, like, I've had a time where I've been with three guys, and each of them on their own, I would have kind of quite happily sat there and had a chat with. But because they were, like, three of them I was like mm, no I don't really want to and I think it's that idea sometimes that people can feel uncomfortable talking about something or not really prepared for it 
Mm. If there's a group, it's quite easy to jump over that and start to talk about something else, because that could happen anyway. Yeah. Um, I thought I would tell you about this really amazing book, but then uh, someone else starts talking about something they've seen on TV, like that could be more interesting, and we might suddenly start talking about that, and we've kind of ignored my awesome book. Um, whereas if I want to talk about like feeling low and someone else wants to talk about something that's really exciting, like that's probably going to be the more interesting conversation for most people. Um, and I think that when there's two of you and you've got to sit down like either side to side or face to face, you've got to engage with that person. And like, it is quite like I've had the experience where I've, I've been one to one and the other person hasn't wanted to talk about that. And that's essentially led to kind of a breakdown of that friendship, um, just because I, I've i attempted to talk about something that's quite personal uh, and very important, and I feel that they, I don't know why, whether it's a case of they're not comfortable, um, they, they're they dismissive, or they just don't get it, um, that I was at a stage where I was like, this is something that's really quite big in my life, and I need to be able to talk about it. Um, if you don't want to or can't you need to tell me that um and then i can acknowledge that and we could probably move on if you just said Do you know what i completely get um that you're really struggling with um the things that you're going through um but i just don't really feel comfortable talking about that is it okay if we don't i'm going to be really hurt but i will at least go okay like you've kind of said that and that's okay um rather than the kind of dismissive way that that our conversation ended up going mm. uh, and I got to the stage where do you know what they don't want to talk about that and that's fine I'll talk to other people mm. and it mm-hmm. kind of led to like we're very casual friends now but we were very very close friends mm. um, and it took a little while to get to the stage where I was like um, do you know what like, that doesn't matter to me like I will pass conversation with you um, but I'm not really interested in like trying to chase you or invite you to stuff because um like the way that i perceive our friendship now is very very different to the way that i did before uh now that could be as much my fault as their fault it could be that they were completely fine with it and it was just the way i received that but um i think it's also being open to i don't know maybe it's the other stuff that's gone on but i'll try not to hang on to that as a negative i'll be like no that relationship's changed and that's completely fine um Look at all the other cool friends I have. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess it's just being open to that things will change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Has, like, your blogging changed over time? Like, I don't know. Like, it sounds um, like, I mean, apart from, like, going from, like, travel to mental health. Yeah, like, I think it has in the... Um, so, yeah, initially it was travel. Um, then after that, briefly, there was a bit of a... Um, I think I had like a Mike's Life is Here or something like that blog. Um, and that had, yeah, like I went to a, a, like a music festival. I did something on a weekend. Um, I did, I had a job where I travelled a little bit. So there was like all the different like cities and stuff I was going to, which was really cool. Um, and then I got to a stage where I was like, actually, like, I kind of want to write a lot more about like mental health and like me. Um, and maybe that won't be like the only thing I talk about, but that's definitely going to be the focus. Um, and so I decided I wanted to start something new. Um, and that's when I kind of came up with like Mike's Open Journal because, again, for me, like a lot of the time I was scribbling stuff down on paper. So it's like a book. Well, I didn't really want to call it a book. So it's like a journal because it's kind of like 
a diary, but it's not a diary. It's like how I feel in that moment. So it's like a notebook or journal. Yeah. Um, and then I just be open and honest about stuff. Um, no, also like the idea that, like to me, the openness meant that it wasn't just me. Like it, yeah, it's me kind of, I guess, dictating it in that it's going to be me writing or talking about it. Um, but I very much like the idea of um, having some way to involve other people. But I wasn't sure how initially. Um, so it was just a, like, this is me and this is what I'm going through. And I think I probably thought oh, I'll get like some information from places like um, Samaritan or Mind um, or something like that. And that would be like the extra thing that I include. Yeah. Um, but then I guess just over time I had the chance to sort of think about it a bit more and do um, quite think quite early on I'm not sure um decided to have like the podcast as well so um that real opportunity to actually yeah. talk to other people um and to share their stories a lot more um and just talk quite openly about stuff that we might struggle with mm-hmm. uh, it was a really cool way to go about it and then through um like the blogging I think opening it up so there are other posts that are like oh my god I'm going through this right now and this is what it's like mm. um, then there's stuff that's a bit more reflective of like yeah. um, this is my like longer story um, of mental health and how I've been affected by it mm. um, and then obviously more recently including some of the the lifestyle stuff that is like oh this thing's really cool and like for me I did a post that was about like Pokemon Go um, because like um, yes it's a fun game but actually, for me, I was like, I, I'll go out and try and walk, like, every day at lunchtime, and I like to try and do, like, a run here and there. Um, but actually, like, I'd really struggle with things like getting out of bed, uh, with, like, just going for a walk in the evening or things like that. And um, having a, a game that wasn't, like, it's not like, uh, I can't think of what they're called, but I have, like, night running, and I know there's, like, run master or walking, whatever. It's like, it's not like that. I have to walk and move around for the game, but it isn't like it's not really tracking my movement. It's not that sort of yeah. thing. Um, so I re- I really liked that when it came out and it was really popular and um, that was quite nice because it had like that social side to it as well. Yeah. Um, but I remember kind of the I think it was like the summer of time it came out and the end of the summer like going out at night and I remember walking for like a few hours in the evening um, and that was really cool. Um, and then, like, on the weekend going out as well. And, um, so I think I did, like, a post. It was kind of, like, a little bit of a mini-review of the app, but also, like, the real positive effects that I'd had on my mental health. Like, like oh, I want to go out because I want to play the game and I want to go around and catch these animals and whatever. And um, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then that sort of side of it. Uh, and um, even now, it's little things like... Um, uh, like the, the Wi-Fi light bulbs, um, like they have uh, like a sleepy timer or something on them and an alarm. So like in the morning, um, I can have like the light automatically come on. Uh, I'm gradually getting there with it coming on before my alarm now um, because like my alarm makes me really groggy. Whereas if I'm waking up by like natural light, I feel kind of a little bit better in the morning. Um, and it definitely helps me. Like I still really struggle with getting out of bed. Um, so things like having like the light come on, feeling a little bit better in the morning, and just being able to kind of get up, yeah. I guess naturally, yeah. uh, helps with things like that. Um, so it's 
it's those other things that kind of feed into it a little yeah, bit more yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm slightly aware that I've like spoken to you for like double the amount of time I normally speak so I don't do it. like maybe this is not gonna be a balanced study, but um <laughs> but like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's been really good talking to you and like I don't know if you had any like lasting reflections or like just like in general how it's been talking to me. I don't know. Um, I think it's been really cool. Like for me it's been really cool to um, think that you're part of kind of like a research thing as well where yeah. like you're getting to talk to a lot of different people yeah. and getting to think that you kind of feed into that because I know everyone's experience is gonna be really different. Yeah. Um, with their like, with their illness, with their experience, with uh, the different things that have helped or hindered that. Um, and I think to kind of be part of that conversation as well is pretty cool. It's yeah. nice just to sit down and like reflect on some of that stuff as well, and yeah. to get to think about oh, like oh, I used to be really bad with this, and now it's mm. not as bad, or like the real beneficial side of yeah. um, blogging and things like that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's been really nice, and um, like it'd be really cool to see um, like anything that you put together afterwards, yeah, uh, and be thing. able to kind of see like your thoughts and what's mm. been involved in that so yeah 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 no definitely I, like lots of people that i've spoken yeah. about, um like asked for that and been like yourself like really interested in like blogging as a mm. i don't know just like as an area of interest as well as like yeah. something that they enjoy doing um so yeah so i've said that i'll keep in touch with a bunch of people and give um some handouts but <laughs> as like i'm starting to write that album it's seeming less like more daunting but <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that um, the way it gets put together, I sort of like, I'm sort of like looking for themes in what people are saying and sort of patchworking them together. So in terms of like seeing yourself in it, I don't like I haven't written it yet, so I'm not sure how much that's going to come through. But it'll be like an interesting sort of like um, summary, I guess, of like different things that come out of these conversations. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, I can keep in touch and yeah <laughs> um so yeah so thanks so much for talking to me and i'll definitely yeah give you a copy or whatever that is <laughs> what are you up to for the rest of the evening um well not much really like i was going to do some blogging but i actually did a i half written two posts yesterday oh yeah uh, and I went to uh, like a sexual health training thing today. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, oh, do you know what? Like, you've kind of half written a couple of things. Like, give yourself the evening up, like, <laughs> yeah. do that and it'll be it. So <laughs> that's why I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter about the time now because it's like yeah. I, the things that I was going to do later are kind of already done. So it's not too bad. Okay. <laughs> Find something nice to watch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much. Um, and yeah, I'll be in touch. I don't. Cool. If you need anything else or whatever, just send me an email. I'm happy to do that. It's not a problem. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. No worries. It's been lovely talking to you. Lovely talking to you too. Have a lovely evening. You too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Wow, thank you for listening. What a load of rubbish. Um, thank you very much for listening to that episode. As I said, a slightly longer one there. Uh, it was cool for me to get a chance to talk a little bit about my experience. Uh, and apologies for the audio as well there. I know it's not the best, but again, um, kind of wasn't planning on giving you guys that audio, so I didn't use uh, my usual recording uh, microphone. Uh, so I hope you're able to bear with it. I hope you guys were able to maybe take something away from that. Um, hopefully it prompts some other conversations maybe between you and your friends or other people that you're around. Uh, as always, if you're interested in getting in touch, you can go over to the website, microsafeandjournal.com. Uh, or if you want to get on Twitter, uh, the information for the podcast is at open underscore journal underscore. Or you can find me at Mike underscore Douglas underscore. Also over on Facebook, you can search for Mike's Open Journal. Um, please do get in contact. Hope you've really enjoyed listening in. Uh, remember to subscribe um, to the feeds on either Acast or iTunes. Uh, and a little bit of a shout out as well as I've started doing a few like weekly vlogs and a couple of other short videos uh, as well over on YouTube. And again, I think that's set up as Mike's Open Journal. Um, but there's a link on the website, so go over and check that out as well. Again, a massive thank you to Francesca for asking me to be part of her research project. Um, I hope it all goes well. I look forward to being able to give you guys maybe some more links or things like that um, at a later stage once the uh, project is completed. Um, so again, a big thank you to Francesca for the audio as well. Thanks for listening, guys, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh, in the meantime, please remember, you're not alone out there.